With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The NFL season is over, and with it went our old theme song. But we're just getting started here on 32 Fans. The off-season, new theme song, new podcast topics. People, we're back. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we, we threatened to leave, but really, uh, the support was, uh, I, would, I wouldn't say it was overwhelming. I'd say it was whelming. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's obviously there's the classic line from 10 Things I Hate About You. You can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed. Uh, can you just be whelmed? I think we're whelmed, right? Yeah, people said you should continue. Nobody was like, uh, you know, I'll probably do something horrible to myself if you guys. Stop. Well, well, your buddy Rob Cisternino, who I, I referenced in my opening today, he 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 referred to our podcast as intoxicating. Yeah, I mean, he, like like me, he's from Long Island, so he probably doesn't even know what that word means. That's okay. <laughs> probably saying, you know, if we're intoxicating, I guess that means you should not listen to this podcast when operating heavy machinery. So, sure. which is dangerous because most people listen to podcasts either when they're driving or when they're at the gym. So, uh, but I don't, I don't want to be the cause of, you know, anybody injuring themselves. I don't think, I, I feel like the odds are against that. You need more listeners to really cause, tra- you know, accidents and stuff. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be like a 25 car pileup. Or almost unanimously, the feedback was that we should keep our name. Uh, Jim Crumley on Twitter said, and I think this is uh, probably the, the smartest move. He said, he, he said, you know, take the idea of the old TV show, Two Guys, A Girl, and A Pizza Place, and we should just shorten to 32 fans. And I, 32 fans in 32 days is way too cumbersome. I never know on Twitter, do I hashtag like 32I, thir- like, you know, like use the acronym. It, so I think 32 fans is good. We'll just be 32 fans. Yeah, that's fine. I don't think that makes yeah. a difference. All right. So this podcast for now is called 32 fans. It's, it still makes no sense, but uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's easier you know, to say that, at least. Yeah. So welcome to the uh, the new and uh, not improved, but the uh, the uh, the new but, but equally mediocre 32 fans. Yeah, I'm a little rattled. You have to, you know, not mind me for a few minutes here rattled why well right before we came on i i saw there was a series of tweets my i i I don't know if people on this podcast know this i don't know if i even talk about it on on the seinfeld podcast i don't remember about how how i have much younger siblings and so one of them is is, you know i have two sisters in high school and then one sister who's who's like me a 30 year old married and what my my sister's a freshman in high school who's 14 15 i'm not sure how old she is 14 or 15 but so she, she's much closer in age to your kids than she is to you. Yes, much closer. Yeah, she's fourteen. Do your kids, do your kids 14. call her by her first name? Like she's not aunt, whatever. No, right? of course not. Yeah, there's a yeah. four year difference between my daughter and my sister. So she's fourteen, and my sister, my oldest daughter, is ten. Right, and so, so she, you, got, but that you got married when you were about fourteen, when I was twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so to, yeah, she might only have six more years. Yeah. But uh, so she apparently takes uh, American Sign Language in. 
in high school as her foreign language or whatever. And so she she's like a fangirl. It's not really a foreign language. Yeah, but I think that it fills <laughs> domestic your, language. If it fills your requirement, I think the A stands for American, doesn't it? In ASL. Yeah, but not necessarily uh, North America. You know, it could be like South America. It could be I don't know. I don't know which. But like, how many different sign languages are there? I'm not sure. Probably every country has their own. So there's a like wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I never thought about that till now. But you just blew my mind. Anyway, so she um, is like really into this YouTube guy who's garbage and a singer who's probably also garbage, but. <laughs> This, I mean, she's they, 14, so probably all of her interests are Sure, being, yeah. of course. And But this singer has millions of followers on Twitter, and so she did a video, like a Twitter video, of her signing to the chorus of one of his songs, and he uh, replied to her, which, you know, is like, that means you have to change your, yeah. your whole profile to so-and-so. It's her happiest day of her life. Of yeah. course, yeah. Like, even when she's 80, it'll be the best day of her life. But um, Boy, you don't have high hopes for your sister going forward. No. But it, you know, but also he at replied. He didn't retweet it. The retweet will get you like thousands of new followers, probably and stuff for something like that. But she also has like three thousand followers already, which is I don't know how she does because it's not like she follows three thousand people and had gets the follow backs. I'm not sure what exactly youth youth culture is a whole other world. I don't know. I don't understand. But I don't know if I don't know if she's buying bots. If she's like stealing my parents' credit card, (laughs) I wouldn't. That wouldn't shock me if she has a lot of bots. But also she's just like super in this world, obsessed with. These two or three people I've never heard of, and no one should ever go near. Um, Do you remember a couple of years ago there was that girl who was doing like a very like this uh this little blonde girl, but she was doing like this very sort of hardcore uh, signing of an Eminem song, and it got really really popular. No, it, it, it was like a viral video. Do you know um, if you want to go to a concert and you're and you're deaf in most states or like a, a stand up comedy show or something? Um, I think most like legitimate venues they need to yeah, hire Americans with Disabilities Act. Yeah. yeah, they need to like hire. So well, yeah. Know. So that's why this that's why this girl did it, and it became a. I'm sure you've seen this. It was a couple of years ago. It went viral. It was a girl like just you know doing the entire song, but also it's really hard to do a hip hop song, especially an Eminem song in sign language because he raps so quickly. You know, right? So it's very impressive. Um, yeah. So maybe your sister can uh, join with that other girl. Yeah, I mean it's the type of thing. Like, do you remember French from high school or Spanish? Like, I'm sure she'll forget it. You know, very soon after she uh, is finished with the class. Anyway, now now I'm like jealous because she gets 400 retweets on her on her thing. Uh, and now I'm in trouble because I I like uh, made fun of her in a tweet. I said something like, you know, our parents said she never amount to anything. But but, uh, you know, here she is with 400 retweets. And so now I'm now I'm going to be like grounded by my parents. I'm 32. And then but like just if you think it's like a heartwarming story of like a little kid who learned sign language in school and knew it well enough to tweet at her favorite singer and get acknowledged by him. And that's great. Like, the third reply to her is Hail Hitler. So the well, internet but is... <laughs> it's, it's still the internet. Yeah, of yeah, course. The internet is, is the best. <laughs> anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about, like, our schedule for the next few weeks uh, before we get into today's, you know, main sort of topic. Okay. I also, I want to point out, like, I haven't shaved in about a month. Oh, um, I actually... I haven't shaved in a month either. I'm growing up. But I'm at the point, I just realized now, I guess I don't speak. I'm, I sit at my desk all day. I don't speak that much. The f- like, like the the hair is going into your mouth. Or the something. mustache is like blocking me. I, I was like, thing, like, can we stop the podcast for a few minutes and I'll shave? But then my problem is, then I have to, like, I either can't leave the house till I finish. You know, I can't just, like, cut out the mustache hairs that Do are it. going in my face. Why? You'll just look nice and Amish. Yeah, or, like, or, like or, you know, and I know I'm not going to, I'm going to fall asleep before I finish shaving tonight. So then I'm gonna have to do it tomorrow, and then I'm gonna push it off tomorrow. So and I'm not but gonna it, be able to leave the but house. But it's still February, so you're not due to leave the house again for another few weeks. I thought it's true, but I think I think uh, I'm not gonna do it. But it's really annoying. It's like in my mouth. I want to like 
Yeah, I, I actually we we went to dinner with like a, a large group of friends on Sunday evening. Oh, humble and... brag! This guy's got a. <laughs> well, there was no humble part. It was just a brag. Look at you. <laughs> well, you got low standards for brags, uh, but but the point is that I, I'm sitting in. There was a large. Many of Are the these your there. friends or your wife's friends? So a couple. I know were you mine. guys don't have the same friends. A, a couple were mine. A couple were hers, and then, a, and then a couple were friends of her friends. What was the? Was it like your birthday? Like why? Why are you going out with your friends and her it, friends? It, 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 it just sort of it became an idiotic thing where we're going to dinner, and then this person comes, and this person comes, and that person invited that. Where'd person you go? Nargila Grill, yeah. a Middle Eastern place on 84th in York. Yeah, it sounds bad. It's been around for years. So okay. Uh, uh, the Adana kebab is the way to go. I always okay. get the Adana kebab. It's a that's, grilled lamb. That's good uh, to know. If I never yeah. come to your house. Yeah. Uh, anyways, oh, you're coming next October. Remember, you lost the bet. Okay, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> Are you a renegger? Are you a backer outer? No, I'm not going to renege. But I, it, I didn't say you have to come to that. Like, let's say you come visit me. Then yeah, I don't know. We'll figure. No, it no. Out. The, the the terms of the bet actually is we oh. go back to the podcast where you're in the house of the other person. Fine. Yeah. Fine. But anyways, your wife anyways, has to join this, for the we're podcast. We're at this meal, and and yeah. my face was. I was sort of at that peak point, like three weeks in of a beard. When it's yeah. like peak itchiness, okay, and I was just scratching my face like like a psychopath or something, somebody with like severe eczema or, sure. or a mental illness, the sure. entire meal. And my wife was giving me really dirty looks, and and the problem is it wasn't like subtle; it was so over the top that I had to acknowledge it. So I I kept on. So I then like half of the conversation on my end was discussing how itchy my beard was, which probably makes it worse. But I didn't want to like. And then why haven't you shaved since? Oh, so what I actually did is I last night I shaved I shaved like the the under part, you know, like the part on your neck. Yeah, so now right. it looks like an actual beard. Yeah, but I actually so I actually on Thursday last week, uh, my wife and I went to a, a taping of the Colbert, uh, the uh, Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Okay, and you should you should go see this on YouTube if you haven't seen it because it's so ridiculous. There's some girl on there. Your sister probably knows her. Her name is like Sarah McDonald. She's like an Instagram star, oh, and boy. she's on the cover of the new Playboy, which is the first Playboy to not be 100 percent nude. Okay. So she was on the cover of this magazine. She comes out. She's like, you know, she's 19 years old. She's she was a complete moron. I mean, Colbert was like openly antagonistic towards her because he was so mad that she was booked on his show. Obviously, she was like okay. complete ditz. She had nothing to say. But the reason that you have to see this online, I, I'm telling you, it's worth it, is because her her dress, she's wearing like a very she was wearing sort of a, uh, you know, like a strapless dress. Mm -hmm. But it was a dress that was sort of very low hanging. Uh, on her chest and she had a lot of duct tape holding it up which my wife has explained to me they always do like at events like this but the but it wasn't By working the, who's the they i don't know what's that they women who wear those kinds of dresses okay it, fine it, you know, okay anyways like, like it's not you know it, it, you, you need help to make it stay in place basically okay. when you're gonna be sure. on tv yeah um but this dress was falling all over the place to such a comical extent that the girl was literally holding it up with both her hands for the entire interview this was like her this was like her first time in the limelight this is this is on TV like it was insane. And, and then I'm saying like, like she's not like a seasoned pro. This is like her first time on a late night show, probably or something. Yeah, well, she's making the rounds, public, you know, doing publicity for this new for the new magazine cover. But yeah, uh, I mean, I, the part that as I kept saying to my wife, I'm like, I don't understand backstage why somebody didn't fix this problem. So then Steven like, <laughs> oh, and she also complained about she has one blue eye and one green eye. And she complains about how people see her and they're always staring at her eyes. And she's like, hey, uh, the only thing anybody knows about me is my eyes. And Steven's like, I can assure you that's not what anybody's noticing right now. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and then he said to her at one point, he's like, uh, yeah. do you need some more duct tape? And then he actually took his notes, like his paper on his desk, and he, and he sort of put it over her chest. <laughs> For <laughs> he's like uh, anyway so um but yeah but the point is she was not acknowledging she was trying to go by and the point is when you have that obvious thing 
Yeah. You just have to acknowledge it because everybody's noticing anyways, and at least you can uh, be self-aware. Okay. But yeah, that was, so you that was like a long the... way to brag that you went to the Colbert Report or something. No, that was – no, that was just – I just <laughs> – it's not I, a brag. Guys, free t- all right, uh, let me find. I'll go back. Tickets I'll go that back. Anyone can so get. Guys, it's really in, not uh, a brag. 2000, uh, 2005, I went to Conan in the old Conan studio. It's uh, it Conan, was, uh, not Conan. It was uh, Harrison Ford, Amy Wait, Adams, really? and uh, and uh, Katie's Tunstall was the uh, who was the musical guest. Never heard of are we just are we going back and forth in nonsense? Anyway, oh. so okay, so let's talk about what we're going to do for the next few weeks. I think, and don't hold us to this. People who don't care um, that this week. Well, this week we're going to do uh, we're going to draft NBA teams for the rest of the season for how many wins they're going to get the rest of the way. And I think we should talk about the rules a little bit more in a second. But and then next week we're going to do uh, some sort of Oscars power rankings or draft or something like that. Right now, I have, I've seen all the all the Oscar movies already. And Chester is working his way through them. Is that right? Well, I saw straight out of Compton. Just say night. yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> Has that been nominated for any Oscars? <laughs> uh, I, I think the white guys who wrote the script only. That's a big kind. Actually, I thought the Easy E character should have been nominated for that's, supporting. That's actor. what, pe- I thought he was that's really what people good. are saying. That's what people are saying. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, Chester's working his way through that, and then uh, two weeks we all have also have a fun idea that we'll maybe flesh out a little bit more. But so we have we have, we do have plenty of, and then we'll get to the NCAA tournament and and for those who like football, opening. I just want to point out that I wanted this week to uh, Akiva and I to discuss our top ten all time quarterback rankings, mm-hmm. and he vetoed me. He said, "No, we're talking about the that's NBA. absurd. That's something to do in July." Like, oh, good, football's coming. You don't do that after the season. Are we going to talk about Peyton Manning's uh, sexual assault? No. Alleged. Please. Of course not. Um, if Tom Brady gets in trouble, we can talk about that. Anyway, so, fine. So let's start with this NBA draft. I just wanted to ask you, so we're going to draft teams. I guess we could draft every team. Well, you know, we'll each get 15. We'll go quickly. But uh, should we include playoff wins? And if so, do they count as one win? Like, how does that work? I say we should cl- include playoff wins to make it more yeah, exciting. I say, no, I say we should not. Because then you're sort of jumping on your NBA playoff preview podcast. Oh, that's the least of our problems. Who knows if we'll exist? Oh my god! <laughs> no, no, no. We're just saying the next thirty whatever. It's games like a, it's like a comedian team. who goes to like uh, his first open mic and he's like, "Well, I don't want to do my best joke now because eight years from now, I want to lead with that on Letterman." Like, are you an idiot? Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, the the dunk contest. And as you know, I was very interested in in Saturday night at the All Star game because, as Joe Mandia, a uh, a comedian and a big Timberwolves fan said, the uh, Saturday night of the All Star game is the NBA Finals for Timberwolves fans. So uh, I was very into it, obviously, with, with Carl Anthony Towns and with Zach Levine winning for the second year in a row. It's always like when you're doing your dunks, how do you order your dunks? Like you don't want to have your best dunk first, but if you don't have a good dunk first, you might not even make it to the next round. And then, of course, they got into like the extras. And then Zach Levine in like the fourth overtime round pulled out a free throw line between the legs, which is one of the two or three greatest dunks ever. And he didn't he didn't even like he wasn't even planning to use it, you know? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. That's like a Milton Burl, You know, he was pulling out just enough to win, uh, although many would argue that Gordon actually deserved to win. So did you did you see the dunk contest? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's tough. Nobody knows the rules. So that was difficult. Saturday night, by the way, between the between the dunk contest and that GOP debate, it, w- it was pandemonium on television Absolute on Twitter insanity on Twitter. Yeah, well, on, on Twitter reacting to television. Yeah, what's but, the I mean, worst? What's the worst Twitter night of the year? Because I was thinking the Grammys, like I was going, I didn't watch them, but I was going through my tweets in the morning and it's like, uh, this is, who cares? There's not one interesting or funny thing being said. Yeah. Well, hopefully it'd be some random in the summer, like the day after the All-Star game when there's no sports except for the ESPYs. Like I, I there's follow. There's no TV and it's nice weather out so people aren't hanging around in front of their Twitter screens. The, the rules that, you know, I'll tweet like, maybe I'll tweet a couple times in one day and then not tweet again for like three weeks. That's how people should be doing it. I don't want it like the, the, 
I feel like we are eight years past this nonsense that you need to have like 20 comments on the Oscars and 20 jokes. Like, say, give me your best joke and delete it immediately if it doesn't get like a retweet within five seconds. You know, well, then you can do it on Magic Dust or whatever Mark Cuban's thing is. That <laughs> oh, yeah, Cyber Dust. Well, you could just yeah. do it there and, and, and just no leave it there. It no one will yeah. see it anyway. Yeah, that's probably not. We're not the first people to make that joke, but yeah. anyway. Um, so Speaking I, of not the first person to make that joke, another movie I saw this weekend yeah. uh, also disappointed me, Trainwreck. And I have so many angry comments to make about the idiotic basketball logic of that movie, which is LeBron James lives in New York, even though he's on the Cavs. Did you see Trainwreck? Uh, no, I saw I saw part of it. And I'm like, oh, why? Why? I sometimes, a lot of times I'll stop watching a movie in the middle if I don't like there it. There was no explanation for why LeBron lives in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, he lives in New York. It's, and it's, it's, it's probably the preseason because he keeps talking about pre- he, how he has to go to practice every day. But then they show what is like the first game of the season. So it's probably like uh, based on sort of the logic of the story. It's like September, October. It's like the NBA preseason. But either way, why does LeBron live in New York? Completely unexplained. Yeah, I mean, and Amy Schumer is such a big basketball fan. I'm kind of shocked that she doesn't yeah. know that. Well, she. Uh, so I was reading about the movie. She LeBron was literally the only basketball player she had ever heard of, which is how he got cast. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, there's it, others. It was in John it. Cena the only wrestler? How did he get cast? Yeah. Uh, well, there are no. There's a bunch of NBA players in it. You know, Amari's in it. Tony Romo's in it. Anyway, but the point is that uh, she makes the same joke which I made on the podcast a couple weeks ago about how like what kind of adult man wears another adult man's jersey? What are you, his boyfriend? And she made the same joke. And I just want to point out, I was not stealing it from that movie because I hadn't seen that movie yet. Although I, I might have heard it in my subconscious. Yeah, but that's probably a terrible a, take. I'm, I'm, pro, not I'm pro Jersey at a game, so that's not a good take. Yeah. Anyway, what so, about in any other context? Would you wear a jersey like down the street? No, of course not. I mean, maybe if like the Jets won the well, Super Bowl. But when Bowl. you were 16, you would have. Oh, yeah. my. I mean, my Twitter profile is me when I'm eight wearing a David Robinson jersey with the Spurs shorts and the jerseys tucked into the shorts. So yeah. when I was a little kid, like I would wear the full uniform. I didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. You know. But once you're an adult, I actually when Adrian Peterson set the all time record for rushing in a game his rookie year, which was yeah. my first year of law school. Yeah. The next day I wore my Peterson jersey to class and my law school is not the kind of place where people wear jerseys. But, you know, I felt like, you know, he had just set the all time record I had to represent. Yeah. OK. Anyway, so do you want the first pick for NBA team wins the remainder of the season or the next two? Uh, next two, let's just go back and forth. Why well, make it complicated? Well, but isn't it a big advantage to have the Warriors the rest oh. of the way? Like we could do uh, one and then two, three, and then or I got it. Doesn't really matter. Uh, I, uh, this is uh, yeah. I mean, you're putting too much thought into this. Honestly, um, okay. I, I don't care. You, I, I thought you'd want the second pick because you'd probably want to take the Spurs. Well, I'm not, uh, no, I wouldn't take the Spurs second because look well, at we'll their discuss schedule. that in a second. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fine. So who's you want to go first or second? I don't care. Uh, who went first in the last draft? Pretend to know. Uh, what was the last draft? <laughs> I think we drafted races. Well, we 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 can that podcast. We didn't put <laughs> the races. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. It's like I think the Aryans went for no. Yeah, Dave Chappelle already. Oh well, no, it was Super Bowl props. Okay, but yeah, we didn't that? really go back and forth on that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna flip a coin right now. I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm gonna Google. I'm sure this is a website. Virtual coin flip. Oh, this is even stupider than my first, second, and third. Virtual coin flip. There it is. Flipping. Oh, it's on Google. Call heads or tails. Oh, wait, it already flipped. Heads. Okay, heads. Wait, it's too late. I, I'm gonna click flip it and then call. Go. Heads. Call it. Heads. Oh, it's heads. All right. Okay. It, it, the first one was tails, but I had already seen it. So even okay. though you were calling it, it really didn't matter. But All I'm right. going to give you – I'm going to give it to you. All right. Golden State Warriors first. I feel like uh, they're going for the record. Yeah. Uh, the thing is with all these teams at the top, Golden State, San Antonio, Oklahoma City – they're all basically going to be locked into the one, two, three seed pretty early. Yeah, and in the and in the East, it's the same way with Cleveland and Toronto. Yeah, you're going to be so seeing a lot of guys sitting. Golden State is in a little bit of a different boat because if they're really into this record, yeah, they can oh, do it. Yeah. And they also Golden State's the type of team they only really have three guys 
who must like they're still going to win every game as long as Curry, Thompson, and Draymond are playing. Like they could, if Iguodala or Barnes or somebody misses a month, they'll probably still keep winning. Whereas the Spurs, like if Kawhi goes, you know, obviously they'll start losing. But like even with Duncan, they've started losing games on the road and. Duncan's probably their fourth best player at this point at best. Yeah, I mean, I think that the Warriors are the obvious first choice for the reason you said, because they, they're going to be they're They're going for the record. I think they're going to get it. I actually made predictions for every game remaining for every team. Yeah. What? Like in general or because I told you we were doing this podcast? I do this every year. Well, you know, as, as you know, in the preseason, I predict every game in the NFL. Wait, and so maybe weeks. you were scratching your beard because you have a mental illness. <laughs> is is the is the deep level of my ridiculous charts uh, a, a new thing to you this yeah. is like the saddest because this is just so irrelevant like who cares well i do it every year for baseball and basketball not until after every game the break you, I predict, you predict every game in baseball when you don't know who the pitchers are well i generally know i know for the next five days and then i sort of project out from there you know project out from there so you're like how do you how do you even do this and like september 3rd all right wait hold on i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm projecting a rain delay no no so, no no, no uh, hold on hold on to be clear i don't think cory kluber is gonna start it's a, that it's day. a rough estimate basically the way it works is oh if you're playing God. a three-game series on the road against yeah. a good team i have you winning one out of three and if it's mm-hmm. against a bad team you know it's it's sort of a rough estimate you know oh i thought rough. oh sorry i thought you were actually like it was a guarantee no, i'm not anal- yeah oh, so okay. for basketball so I, but i only do this for contending teams i do this sort of so that i can predict who's gonna be in the playoffs but so what i did is i extended it out for all the teams so i have golden state going 26 and the rest of the way which would put them at 74 and 8 the one question i have is you know whenever somebody gets a record they tend to rest after they got the record because like well now we have the record but you have to think in the future where your record is gonna be the new record so in other words the golden state shouldn't get to 73 and then lose the last couple games because they're resting that's that's not what barry bonds did he kept the juice in that record yeah, there you, you got to keep pushing it. So yeah, so so I have Golden State winning seventy four games. I have them winning twenty six from here on out, which is the most. So um, they're the top seed over there. Uh, obvious first pick for you. All right, with the second pick, I'm going to take Cleveland. I have them winning twenty three games from here on out, which which will have them uh, you know a nice cushion over Toronto for the one seed. They might rest down the stretch, but uh, you know with Kyrie finally healthy and the offense is is kicking a little bit. Love is playing a little bit better, so I think that's the uh, the obvious first uh, second pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. I do think the Cavs are I, – I mean, again, the trade deadline is coming up this weekend, so – There's so much in flux. Yeah, so there's already been one trade today. Did you see that? Just as we started, it was a minor trade. Courtney Lee traded from the Grizzlies to the, the Bobcats, and that's very minor. Oh, I didn't – no, I, I didn't see that. Which trade are you talking about? I mean, that that's – Are you talking about the LeBron for Carmelo trade? No, that one isn't. That's one. That one's not coming up till tomorrow. We don't want to spoil the podcast. Wait. So I don't know what, what trade was there. You making it up? There. Well, there was a couple pieces of news. So the trade was Brandon Jennings and Ursa and Elisova were traded to Orlando for Tobias Harris. Oh, Brandon Jennings went to Orlando. Yeah. So oh, I yeah, missed so that pe- somehow. Yeah. So people were talking about. Yeah. People were talking about. You know that that he was an available point guard. Teams like the Knicks were interested in him. <laughs> By the way, it's so ridiculous how these NBA rumors start. Isola, Frank Isola in the New York Daily News writes an article saying the Knicks need a point guard. They should trade for Ricky Rubio. Right. Right. I read the article. There was zero substance to it. No. Well, there's no substance to Frank Asola. Like he is literally yeah. he's like the he's the he's like the epitome of like a cranky old sports writer. He's not old, but yeah. he's he's literally all he does is like talk about how attractive like the women on the sideline are. Oh, I are. was going to say he you know, he's on around the horn which I listen to every day of course for some reason, and he's sort of like the affirmative action for like Italian like young Italian Americans. Like he has to sort of have like the hot takes of like not not in a racial way, but like for example, when they were talking about Peyton Manning yesterday, they were talking about how the story doesn't really get legs the way it would if maybe he was an African American quarterback. He had to jump in and say, "Well, Johnny Manziel's white, and we've been criticizing him," you know. And I, I'm not, I don't have anything against against Frank Isola, yeah, but no, he no, he literally like understands he seems like a nice basketball. Guy. No, he's not. He's not. I'm sure he's right. not. He's probably a terrible person. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, you said it. But anyways, so so he he makes some comment on how the Knicks should try and get Rubio. No context, no explanation. And now it's all over every blog and every like discussion. Oh, are the Knicks going to trade for Rubio? And every single conversation links back to the Isola article, which didn't even say sources say. It was just his speculation. Wait, do you understand that he's not allowed to talk to the players? The Knicks, like he's so banned. Ever read this stuff? And this isn't. Oh, are you being serious? Yeah, yeah. He's not like there are. There, he's like uh, the, he's enemy number one at Madison Square Garden. Oh, there have been that. articles about this where he, you know, because he's written like you know negative stories about the team for so long that they have like four minders near him. No one's really allowed to answer his question. Like it's insane. Oh, I didn't you know. I was starting it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It's, All right. It, it's been on dead spin and stuff. Anyway, okay. Oh, so pick number three. I'm going to go with Oklahoma City Thunder. I really think they're winding into gear they haven't played um they've been dominating teams in their division and they have a lot of those coming up to close the season much closer to the spurs and thunder than they are, are to the Cavs and clippers and and raptors and yeah they're, like they're basically locked into the three seed but i, I mean just in terms of like who's the best team like they're yeah, better oh than, yeah, yeah oh they're the third best team in the league they for would sure. they would decide. you know why because russell westbrook and kevin durant are two and three in the mvp race right now so you know when you have right. two of the three best players in the league well who's so you th- is to you is lebron the fourth best player in the league now I'm not talking about who's the best player in the league. I'm talking okay. about who should be the MVP based on this season. No, no yeah, I agree. I, 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 but... I Curry, and then I have the two Thunder guys. Then I have your boy Kawhi at four, and then I have LeBron mm-hmm. at five. Okay. And I had LeBron at five last year, but I still thought LeBron was the best player in the world. In the playoffs, he clearly was. Sure. But he, you know, but there are a lot of not... guys who were better and who like kind of mail it in now in the regular season, like Blake Griffin and and people like that who really turn it on in the playoffs. I mean, Duncan hasn't taken you know regular season seriously in years. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pick the Thunder, and I feel like they are a contender for the best record the rest of the way if they can. Uh, yeah, know, again, the only issue is they're going to be Westbrook locked. Westbrook and Ibaka stay healthy. They're five and a half games behind No, San right Antonio. now, here's the thing. You look at the, they play the Spurs, I think, three more times or something like that. They, um, and the Spurs play the Warriors three more times also. Okay, but Akiva, they're five and a half back of a team that has lost so far. Eight times. Eight times the entire Yeah, but year. the Spurs are going to, like, Ginobili might not play in the regular season. Like, he has a, he has. A, a, yeah. a groin injury a t- so bad they won't even tell you yeah. what it is. That's the weird thing. Like players have no privacy, but if a guy has a groin injury, like they'll just say groin injury, even if it's not a groin injury. It's like like he burst a testicle or something. Oh, oh come on! Oh my god! Why would you say that? <laughs> well, I just. Oh my god! We, we bring people the truth here. <laughs> uh, I was going to say half of our listeners, but then realistically, ninety eight point eight percent of our listeners who are male just uh, squirmed in their seats. Anyway, oh, j- just one more wrinkle, by the way. Yeah. Oklahoma City only has twenty eight games left. Yeah, so it's a couple fewer in the bag. But again, I think I think they're going to rest the last week. First of all, they have two guys who are more important than anybody else's top guys. Mm-hmm. And and if they're locked in the three seed, I think they you know lose one or two games at the end of the year that they otherwise would win. So well, but, those guys know, don't risk a lot. Like they do get hurt, but those Durant and Westbrook don't really take a lot of nights off. Yeah. So now for my next pick, I mean, I just assumed you were going to take the Spurs. So now I'm, I'm like, are you like teasing me for some reason? Is there something you know that I don't? Yeah, look um, at their record. The record's insane. They haven't played a good team all season. Yeah, well, I'm taking the Spurs. I have them going 21 and 8 from here on out. Um, again, they're going to be locked in. And so they're going to, you know, they're probably going to rest a couple guys once. But I still think they're going to get, you know, close to 20 wins. They might drop a couple to Golden State or OKC, but they're 45 and 8 for a reason. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, with the fifth pick, I'm going to pick the Raptors because, yeah. they, you know, they have a garbage schedule the rest of the way. They've actually been playing really well. They're legitimately the second best team in the East. And you look at some of the teams like Atlanta is really in flux. They don't know what to do. Miami now has Bosch perhaps out for a really long time, uh, even though their ceiling is really high. And then Boston is a paper tiger. 
who's like, oh, the system and the coach. And when it comes to the playoffs, they're going to be exposed. Well, but hold on. So there's a couple of things here. So first of all, and I'm now realizing that the reason you wanted to do Snake, it makes much more sense because there's a clear, like there was the clear number one, and then there's a clear Wait, break don't at assume five. I spent even one <laughs> no, second. No, 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 I know. I'm not saying that you spent, but it actually, like, t- so I also have Toronto winning 21 games, the same as San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And actually, I thought maybe I should pick Toronto instead of San Antonio because they have one extra game. So they, you know, they, there's no punishment for a loss here and they can bank an extra win. Um and after that, there's a big drop. The next, I have nobody within, I have one team at 18 and then drops to 17, 15. So yeah, there's a big cutoff here. Toronto's clearly the next pick. Um, the only issue is, again, they're going to be locked into the two seed in the East. So they might rest guys. Um, although their schedule's, you know, cake. So it doesn't really matter. You were you were hating on Boston. Let me just point out vis-a-vis Boston that they could be making a huge trade in the next two days. They right? could, but... Um, yeah, but okay, but we'll get to that. Um, all right, so with my third pick... Um, I guess I'll take the Clippers. You know, they're the only other team left in the league that's going to win 50 games this year. They're they're 17 games over 500. They, they, they you know they have a, a two. They're winning two thirds of their games, even without Blake. So you know I, I have them down for going 18 and 11 from here on out. Yeah, that's reasonable. Uh, yeah. Fine. So at seven, I'm going to pick the always exciting uh, Atlanta Hawks. Oh, I have them going. Oh, that. Oh, I would not have picked them. I mean, people are saying that they're going to dump guys, that they're going to trade Horford and they're going to trade Teague. I mean, have, when is a team dumped guys when they're fourth in the playoff race? When they're fourth in a terrible conference and when they're a huge gap behind like one and two. I mean, they have no chance. This is why Teague is leaving at the end of the season and they're not going to get anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to win a title this year or even go to the finals. No, they're not going to win a title. They, they were much better last year. They're going to be favored in a playoff series, probably. Yeah. In the first round. Whoop de doo. And um, yeah, so I have them. I have them at four. If they get to three, you know, they they can't play with Toronto. They could play with Toronto. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just you have to build in here because we're two days before the deadline. You have to build in like the various risks of teams that are buyers and sellers. Atlanta is sure. more likely to be a seller than a buyer, which is why I would not take them here. Um, I'm, I'm just, not buying, no pun intended, any major trades like that. Oh, you don't think this? I think there's gonna be a big. There's always big trades in the NBA. That's what that's what makes the NBA so much better than you know, like the NFL, for example, vis-a-vis trades. Although baseball also obviously has big trades. Um, there's always huge trades because there's so many bad GMs in the NBA. There's fewer now than there used to be when we were like in high school and college, obviously. Sure. Yeah, we could have been but, GMs when we were in high school and college. Yeah. I mean, Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons had a campaign and I mean, it was ridiculous, but it wasn't ridiculous. Because, no, he would know. definitely would have been a better GM than, than David Kahn. <laughs> yeah, Kahn was there. And that's who he, he campaigned for the Bucks job. And the Timberwolves uh, job. Yeah. And then the Timberwolves job. And yeah. uh, I remember the, the Bucks job. I don't remember the Timberwolves job so much, but I was rereading the introduction to the Book of Basketball the other day by Chuck Klosterman, and he talked in there about how, at the moment, Bill Simmons is trying to become the general manager of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I was like, oh, yeah, he did do that. Yeah. Um, and he, freaked, although, he never but, mentions the Bucks one again, but he tried really hard to do the Bucks. His one argument too. was so bad. His argument was like, how else am I going to get the Timberwolves to lead around the horn? Like, really? That's your goal, to lead around the horn? <laughs> like, that's, the, that's your argument? Like, when you go into a meeting with your owner, your argument is because we'll be on the lead of a, of a stupid talk show it's on. True. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's what like uh, Jarvis Crittenden said. You know, he's like yeah. the Washington Wizards who never. Like, I'm going to bring a gun to the locker room. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I have two teams that I projected to win 17 games each. I'm going to take Memphis, even though Wait, Gasol's out for the rest. You're saying of the you're year. taking Memphis over Boston. Boston hasn't been picked. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. I'm taking Memphis over Boston. I have them both winning 17 games from here on out. Uh, you know, Boston again. I think that they could become a buyer and become a little bit better, but they only have 27 games, whereas Memphis has 29 games. So I get yeah. two extra in the bag. Um, Gasol's out for the year, but at least. For the next, you know, week or two until Griffin comes back, Memphis is still fighting with the Clippers for the four seed, you know, which gets home field of hope court advantage in the first round. But they're also a risk. They could sell, you know, they could trade Conley. This could go totally in the wrong direction. There's talk about Conley getting traded to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So definitely a risky pick. I probably should have taken Boston. I'm already immediately regretting yeah. my decision. Uh, well, I'll I'm pick gonna... Boston just to make you regret it further. 
All right, yeah. Man, I shouldn't have taken the second pick in this draft. All right, I'm going to take Miami just because they are also a team that might be a buyer. They just traded Birdman as we speak, although he hasn't oh. been playing. And they got Brian oh. They got Brian Roberts, second baseman for the Baltimore Orioles. No. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm hoping that, you know, the talk for them is because of the fact that they have Hassan Whiteside, yeah. or as, as he's referred to uh, by all the European li- players in the league. Um, you follow that on, on uh, Deadspin and Twitter? No, what do they what do They, they call them. I forget it's Blanc, which is white in French, and then whatever side is in French. Oh, really? All the, all the Euros in the league have this running Twitter a meme about how Hassan Whiteside's a terrible player, and all he cares about is his stats. And it's not just the Euros; it's everybody in the NBA. Actually, wait, the but, players actually trash him on Twitter, but they do it. In, but they but they don't call him Whiteside. They call him Blanc. They call him whatever Whiteside is in French. And he doesn't know about it, or he's like so crazy that it's the, it's not. I really... mean, I'm if he if I know about it, I'm sure he knows about it, right? Yeah, but he's like he's like nuts. He might he might like punch. Him so you see the advanced stats that show that the the Heat's defense is actually much better when he's not on the court, right? Yeah, but then there's like PR that says he's one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah, P yeah. So PR shows him as really good. The advanced stats don't like him, and he's by far the best team on my, my garbage fantasy basketball team. For what that's yeah, worth. Uh, well, that was built around like Georgie D- Georgie Dang. So yeah, you were in trouble. In the oh, I re- uh, Gorgie's been really good. I don't know how to pronounce his first name, but he's yeah, been great. yeah. Now that now that KG's dead, yeah, uh, give him those minutes. Dead. Yeah, he gets a lot shouldn't of they put would would KG play five minutes a game for a playoff team? Like, shouldn't they cut him so he could actually do something that's not embarrassing himself? Well, no, because first of all, he's an assistant coach. Essentially, that's essentially what he is. Really, and I mean, he's gotten all the credit for like, in fact, all so the much- credit. They're they have like the most talented team, and they're the have, worst team in the NBA. Have you, have you read a single article about the Timberwolves in the last two months? Like, no one has. How, I don't even think there's been one written. Everybody has their been, beat reporters got an early no. vacation this year. I'm not talking about the, I'm talking, on the on the national. Every single time there's a national story, it says the Timberwolves are rebuilding the right way, as opposed to like the Sixers. And the specific example given is the fact that the Timberwolves brought in KG and Andre Miller. To have veterans around the team, it's you smart can't just, to have veterans of twelve young idiots. But they have a coach who's so bad that well, the, it, that, that the, problem, yeah, the problem is that their the coach, for... yes, their coach, their coach undoes any value. That, but the point is, KG is not trying to get them to win. KG is giving specific tools to improve Carl Anthony Towns's game. Yeah. What about Ricky Rubio's game? Why is he terrible? Yeah, because he can't shoot the ball. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, and K- KG also he can get a defensive stop now and then. Um, so I'm so saying, I he, think, would he be useful as like as like a fourth man off the bench playing a few minutes in a playoff game? Yeah, because if for a defensive stop here and there, he you know he can't play more than a couple minutes because he's he's old and decrepit. He would never join but, the Spurs, right? He hates Duncan too much, I think. Well, no, Duncan hates him. No, he definitely hates Duncan too. No, no, no. I mean, he must have sto- said something so horrible to Duncan because Duncan he, likes he, everybody. He made some comment once about Duncan's dad or Duncan's mom or something. Yeah. Supposedly, like, like they were playing, and like one of it was Duncan was uh still in Shiva or something like that, or maybe oh, it was really? the and, and and KG said something like, "Come on, get your head in the game, man!" Like you know. Or, or he made some reference to the fact that, like, this is what I read years ago, and Duncan hated him ever since. I then. never saw that, but yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, Man, he must hate. Um, he must hate all the beat writers that wrote about his cause, divorce. Because because KG's also so like intense on the court, and Duncan's so stoic, and you know Duncan's uh, probably annoyed by that. Um, I do yeah. things like the Spurs. The Spurs like there's a lot of weird stories that have never come out. I don't know if it's because they don't. Well, like, to- Tony Parker sleeping with people's wives. Yeah, it's also like, an anti semite. Like, you know, some, yeah. Sometimes they say like <laughs> like Pop makes jokes that aren't jokes. He'll be like, oh, like. uh yeah, like so and so and so and so, like don't like Parker, like Duncan and Ginobili have never had a conversation in their lives off the court. They hate each other. Like he'll say things, but like he's being serious, and you can never tell if he's joking or not. Yeah, well, they win though. So, anyway, who's yeah. who's so, uh, so, so, who's, so, so I'm saying so 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 Hassan Whiteside is a free agent at the end of the year. The Heat don't really want to give him an eighty million dollar contract, but I think that's why you know there's been talk about them trading him for Dwight Howard, something like that. So um, you know, I think I think Miami's more likely to be a buyer than a seller. Uh, obviously, their point guard situation, you know, Dragic has been a massive disappointment for them. 
but um uh, not, oh, the other thing, of course, is Chris Bosch. Did you hear this? He might have need blood thinners again. And he might be out for the year again. Like last, yeah. But year. now they're saying he might not. It's that's still in yeah. It's, that's it's, why it's what up we're in the doing air, here is random. Yeah. But anyway, so I have, I take Miami with my next pick. Okay, so Miami is pick ten overall. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with Indiana. I feel like Paul George is about to really like he's just getting his sea legs under him, and I feel please, like please don't reference the uh, exhibition game in which he scored 41 points with no defense. No, but I do. No, I do think he's been playing well in real life, not in the yeah. not in the All Star game, and I do think. Uh, you know, actually, that, he started really hot in November, and then he got really cold December, January. Well, I don't know, like how you know what kind of shape he was in, but I do think, uh, and also they've they've underachieved. They're much better than some of the teams ahead of them. Yeah, uh, and and you know their coaches on some days he's a really good coach, and some days he's atrocious. But I think uh, that's a pretty decent team that that might you know if they play Boston in the first round, I think they would beat them. All right, so with my next pick, I'm going to take the team that has 31 games remaining, the only team with 31 games remaining. Oh, the that, Philadelphia that, 76ers. And no, that's really the only reason I'm taking them because basically every single Wait, team. Wait, are you serious? East, it's the Sixers? No, it's not. Okay. I haven't got to the team yet. <laughs> okay. Basically, the, the top four teams in the East, and then there's the bottom two teams in the East, and everybody else is pretty much a 500 team, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but you just mentioned underachievers. Nobody has underachieved more than the Washington Wizards. No. So they have 31 games left. And again, if they go but 500. But are they going to start could, selling like Gortat or or – Bradley Beal's corpse or stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, John Wall's very good. And again, the, the fact that I get 31 games there as opposed to 28 from other teams, uh, it's really a crapshoot at this point. Everybody's get, every team remaining other than the bottom five or six teams is going to get like 13 or 14 or 15 wins. Yeah. So I'll take Washington with my sixth pick. Um, I'm going to go with Chicago. I, th- I think uh, Rose has been playing pretty well. Um, you know, they. I know they have some injuries, but I – to me, that's a team that's, you know, they're, they're in a tight race for the playoffs. They're going to be playing hard till game 82. So yeah. I think that's a good pick here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're right, because they, they don't look like they're going to be clinching a playoff spot unless they go on such a hot streak, in which case it's a good pick for you for that reason. Yep. All right. What if they go pick... on such a hot streak and then they end on a cold streak and it's like it never happened? Yeah. Um. So with my next pick, probably off of your board, I would guess, but I'm going to take Utah. Utah, the second half of last season is when they really exploded. Ru- Rudy Gobert really looked impressive. You know, right now they're 500. They're tied with Portland, Uh. you know, for the uh, the seven and eight spots in the West. And I just think that I think that they have a pretty good home field, uh, home court advantage. I think that they're a young team that should improve as the season goes on. And OK, I'm going to go with Dallas. To me, Cuban never gives up on a season. So, you know, they're not going to be sellers this week. Uh, they do have opportunities to make a move. Um, I, I think uh, there's a lot of value in the Mavericks. And to me, as a team that might be playing them in the first round, they're still pretty frisky. Like, they're a scary team. Yeah. My only issue with Dallas is they only have 27 games left. So, again, like, I, I predict them to go 15 and 12, and I have predicted Utah to go 15 and 15. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, I'd rather have those three extra games. So. Wait, hold on. I just I, – that tweet is coming in. Oh, your predictions are meaningless. Stop quoting them. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now with my next pick, uh, you having trashed my predictions. Um, I'm looking at my predictions. I. So they just said today that Michael Kidd Gilchrist is out for the year for Charlotte. That's yep. a big problem. Yeah, He's, but they get, they swung for Courtney Lee, who was like fills that role. Maybe. I mean, no, Kidd Gilchrist is an elite yeah. defensive player. They've had a weird year. They haven't gotten anything out of Jefferson. And yeah, Jefferson's like done or something. Kemba Walker is playing out of his mind. Oh, he's he's. Been you know what's good, weird? Yeah. You know, I'm a UConn fan. Yeah. UConn, like, they've won four titles in the last, uh, you know, since 1999. Three, you know, since uh, yeah, w- when players would reasonably still be in the league. There's only six UConn players right now in the NBA. Doesn't that seem, like, really low? Khaled Alameda, of course, who was a Minneapolis boy. I mean, Hamilton was around till last year from that game. Rip. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then from 03, uh, Ben Gordon is out of the league for the first time this year. Oh, I always hated Ben Gordon. Yeah, he really never had a moment... 
he had a couple decent playoff games in the first yeah. round against like the Celtics. He really like, but he was a very good scorer and like. As like the third guard on the Spurs, he would be like a legendary player. But he was you such know? a one-dimensional player, and he was. He didn't play off. any defense. And Hold he was, on, it's it's yeah. time for me to go off on an insane, insane rant that's going to boggle your mind. In like 2006, there was like an ad in Sports Illustrated for the upcoming NBA All Star Game for like the next season. Yeah. And the way they did the ad is they didn't show any players, but they showed sort of the scoreboard, and so it had like names and numbers. So it said like, like so for example, it had 21 and SA for Duncan, right? Yep. And they didn't have KG on this list, which annoyed me because this is at the point of, you know when he was one of the top three or four players in the league, and and they did have Ben Gordon on this list who had who had never been an All Star at that point, and who I angrily said to my friends at the time, I'm making a prediction: Ben Gordon will never be an All Star, which I was correct about. And now in hindsight, I think the reason they might have had not had KG on that list is because again, this was in the off season the year before. This was for an event a year in the future, and you know there was speculation that KG might be traded, so maybe they thought he'd be on the wrong team. But the fact that they had Ben Gordon on that list always annoyed me. And then the Pistons, of course, went ahead and gave him and Villain away of a $50 million each. Oh, they, they spent the um, UConn money. Yeah, that was a, not, not a good move by uh, you know, signing out. Wait, so can you boy. guess the – oh, that's that's a low blow. That's what KG said about Charlie Villanueva. Remember? Yeah. He called him a cancer patient. And then his defense was, I said that you are a cancer on the NBA family for your <laughs> – he gave some like idiotic lie. All right, um, so although, can you name the six N- uh, UConn players in the NBA? No, I'm not going to try. Can you name any? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kemba Walker. Okay. Then um, uh, the other point guard, um, who they won the title with. What's his name? This is so embarrassing right now. He was the best player in the national championship team. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's escaping me. Oh, fuck. What's his name? Just tell me. Wait, you better take that curse out. Uh, no, I'm editing this out of the podcast. I'm too embarrassed. To sound like no, 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 no. No, you're definitely not editing this out. Leave it in. Just take your curse out, but then we could have the yeah. curse All acknowledgement. Right. Yeah, so the guys who've just gotten knocked out, like Gameka Ogafor, surprisingly, like, I know he got hurt, but he's surprised. still in the league. Well, he's uh, not, but he, he's uh, st- still very young, and he never really, like, it's not like he faded playing-wise. He was still getting a double-double his last season in the league. Double-double, like six and six, maybe, but... No, he was he he was getting double-doubles. Like, he was legitimately, you know, he's a bust in terms of, like, he never was, like, a five-block-a-game guy. Anyway, the, the players still in the league are Kemba Walker, Shabazz Napier, Jeremy Lamb, Andre Jummond, uh, Rudy Gay, Karan Butler, and it said six, but Villanueva is still, still technically in the league, so it's really seven. Uh, I would just like to point out that the last time that Rebecca Okafor had a double-double was in 2009. Yeah, well, he hasn't played in a while. He played 2010, 2011, 2012. He wasn't shot, though. I'm saying, like, people would yeah. still be interested if yeah, he was he, Yeah, he had 9-9 nine nine his last season. Okay, that that's was, still, again, that's that, still good. That was, that was three years ago. So, he's, yeah, he's been out of the league for a while. Um, all right. So, even with Gid Kilchrist out, should I take Charlotte? I mean, could Detroit be a buyer? This um, is like the draft. There's a shot clock. If you don't make a pick, I get a pick. All right, I'll just take Charlotte. Okay, it's a terrible pick. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Portland. They have a ton of cap space, so they're really one of the biggest wild cards. That they and they have a very rich owner. They could make a huge move uh, in the next few days, and I don't know if they will, but you know, put a really good player with Lillard, and they could be scary. All right, I'll take New Orleans. You know, in theory, this is supposed to be a good team. Uh, in practice, they've been a bad team, but. Um... There's no reason why they can't be 500 the rest of the year. Davis is healthy now. Yeah, um, especially with Charlotte's injuries, I think that the team that's going to get that spot, you know, I think Washington's just going to be too far back, and they haven't really shown any signs of life. And Orlando's interesting, but I'm going to go with Detroit, who I, I think they're stealing. I mean, they're, they don't need to steal a spot. They're in the play- they're a 500 team right now. Yeah, but they're behind Charlotte right now. for the, the By half a game. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying. So they're, if Charlotte misses out, especially with MKG injured, uh, you know, I think their ceiling is higher than... Just Charlotte. They're probably still – they're the eighth best team in the East probably. 
now I'm thinking maybe I just take the team with the most games remaining. Yeah, it's dumb. Is that the, that's a bad strategy? I mean, there's I mean, if a team like I think that the Knicks the only team the Knicks are the only team that have played 55 games, right? I have four. No, no, a bunch of teams have. Oh yeah, such as Boston, who you took, and such okay. as um, uh, Dallas. Well, that's bad. Took. If you're the Knicks and like have some prayer they don't they don't really have a prayer of like yeah some semblance but this is what i say i have four teams left that i project to win 13 games this okay. is how many losses i project to win 14 15 16 17 great story. so in other words every every team has different a number of games remaining probably yeah. i should take the team with 30 games remaining right okay um yeah that's orlando i'm gonna take orlando maybe uh gordon gets a boost after uh doing so well in the yeah usually what happens is like yeah. Har- you know like harold minor <laughs> effect like you win the yeah, slam exactly. dunk contest you become the best player in the nba right away i think zach levine had the worst pr in the league last year yeah uh, the Houston Rockets, I think, are uh, the best team remaining at this point. I'm going to take them. Well, they are the best team remaining, but they're expected to be big sellers. So, you know, I mean, are they? Know? They're not selling James Harden. You know, they're still going. Who they're, they're they're, sell? There's been Ty talk Lawson about who it. doesn't play. They're not well, trading they're gonna, James Harden. I can assure well, you. They're, they're going to. If they trade, trade James Harden, is for someone who's better than no, James. Harden. Yeah, they're going to trade Dwight, and and or they're trying to tr- tr- to trade Dwight. And well, Lawson. he's not playing well, so they could they yeah. could survive without him. They haven't done anything with him. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to take There's no more limbs. None of these. Yeah, teams play yeah that's teams right. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm going to take I'm going to take Sacramento just because, you know, they have Boogie and they always have the chance of the best player on the court in a given game. Yeah. And they're only allowing 109 points a game, which is pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, that's good defense, right? All right. Yeah. I love Omu Cosby, but he is like an atrocity and an abomination on defense. defense. And, and, and yeah. he's like their third best defense. <laughs> yeah. People are always like, oh, that's a perfect player for San Antonio. Like, no, they wouldn't let him in the door. I think people just say that because he's a different European country, and then they could add true. like another team. But that's Tony true. Parker hates Jews, so that wouldn't. That's work true. Out. Yeah, yeah, that guy. He would be that comedian guy. Who's yeah, like he'd have to. Jail. He'd have to give the yeah, that guy the, in jail. The, the comedian, the, the Quinnell, like? like the inverse Nazi salute or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, we have an ad to read. Uh, go visit France. It's a great country. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go with. Oh boy, this is like this is literally like looking for an eclair in the garbage at this point. Yeah, uh, the Washington Wizards. I've been trashing them the whole podcast, but yeah, except the I took them. In, I took them in the sixth oh, round. I was so. going to say this is the round. <laughs> this is the round where I start to pick teams that I've been taking because Chester has yeah. the list, and I, I'm going to go with a very talented team, and I don't want you to have them because I don't want you to root for them. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. He, look, here's the thing: this team started out eight and eight or nine and nine, whatever it was, in early December, and they were in like the seven or eight spot of the playoffs. And and again, they have a lot of talent. The problem is that their coach is such a disaster. The other thing is: is this a team that's going to try and tank? Like we know, like. Brooklyn, Philly, Phoenix, Lakers. I don't know. Those You've four- been reading all these articles that are apparently being written about them. So you tell me. Well, hold on. So, okay. So you, there's four teams that are like definite tankers, right? Those are the four teams that are going to win like five or fewer games from here on out, right? Yeah. The, Tim- the Timberwolves already have three more wins than all of those teams. So they're not going to really be able to catch up with any of them. But then they also have five fewer wins than any other team. So the Timberwolves are sort of locked into the fifth spot in terms of, in terms of the, you know, the, uh, the ping pong balls. So I don't really know, you know. They, they've, they've, they, you know, they won three games in a row, just or uh, three out of four, just recently. It's just, I don't know, because Sam Mitchell's so bad that he sort of counteracts how. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is already one of the ten best players in the NBA. He's what? insane. Really? I don't know. I, he, he, you should see. Oh, let's do quick rankings, and then, but then we literally have to go. Blah, 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 Car- blah, blah. Carl Anthony Towns right now has the highest uh, PER for a twenty-year-old rookie in NBA history. Okay, more than Shaq. What more about than anybody? That doesn't mean he's better than like twenty-one-year-olds and thirty-three-year-olds. Okay, so all right, yeah. I'm going to name ten players who are better than Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. So this is not like Westbrook who you want, but this Westbrook, is who's better right now. Who's better? Right? Westbrook, Durant. Okay. Kawhi, LeBron. Anthony okay. Davis. Yep. Chris Paul. Yep. Um, I can't say Blake Griffin, right? Because he's not even playing and he's whatever. Okay. Can I say him? Would you? Would you? Would you give me Blake Griffin? I'll allow it. 
You will allow Blake Griffin. All right, so now I'm going to have an easy time. Draymond Green. You know, Draymond Green is more is better for what the Warriors are doing, but is he a better basketball player than Carl Anthony Towns? I don't yeah. think so. Okay, it's a reasonable argument. And look, I have Draymond Green number six on my MVP ballot, so uh, no disrespect to Draymond. No disrespect, oh, Draymond. Yeah. Don't come after us. Uh, John Wall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Wall is very overrated. I think uh, you didn't mention Stephen Curry. I don't think. I'm, I'm getting to Curry. I'm got. Oh. I was. What's it called Curry? Uh, I'm just going team by team here. Uh, I said LeBron, right? Yep. Okay, uh, John Wall. Yeah, I, I just said that. Uh, da, 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 and then who was the other? Pro- oh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Paul George. Uh, yeah, know. so he's like tw- at best twelve, and in reality, J- 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 James James Harden, who's a you know doesn't play defense at all, but you know right. he's pretty good. Yeah. Um. So Towns is somewhere between twelve and forty. Yeah. I mean, th- th- you know, maybe you could argue like a guy like Lamarcus Aldridge, you know, whose numbers might be better on a different. Right. Team. It's hard to tell even. Like yeah. Aldridge plays so few minutes, and there's so but, little um, of, asked of him. Yeah, but him. you know, the the point is he's very very good. On the other hand, Wiggins, I- I'm very unimpressed with Wiggins. Wiggins to me is very much like a like a Carmelo or a Rudy Gay. How about Wiggins and Jabari? <laughs> They're both terrible. People are like, well, oh my well, gosh, people Wiggins is way better than Jabari. Yeah, I know Jabari is terrible, but people yeah. are were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that, uh, you know, the Cavs traded, uh, you know, Bennett and well, obviously nobody cares they traded Bennett, yeah. who's averaging four points a game in the D League, but they traded Wiggins for Love, Love, and yeah. meanwhile, like, yes, Love has struggled, but Love is still better than Wiggins. I mean, Wiggins is, you know, shown well, yeah, his... but it's a difference of a nineteen-year-old versus, yeah, of course, and, and, yeah, and, and, he and, might and, become amazing, but I, I and I've Love never is seen... a huge defensive liability, and also remember when a team trades the stud. He, yeah. They never get back value in the NBA, ever, ever, ever. Uh, the Timberwolves did in a situation where they had to make the trade. I mean, Cleveland would be better with Wiggins than Love, by the way, because Wiggins is a, is a better defensive player than Love. And, I've never know, seen Love a box is, score, though. Wiggins is like 22 points, half assist, a third of a rebound, yeah. no, zero right. blocks exactly. on the season, negative exactly. two blocks, negative two yeah. steals. No, he's not as good defensively as they said he was, but you know okay. he's still young. All right, let's go rapid um, fire now. Okay, go. so I'm going to take Denver. I, I've always liked the uh, Denver home, uh, home court advantage in the NBA. Sure. You know, they, they, they beat the Warriors, I think. Yeah, no, for it. sure. This year, it's uh, 11 and 15. Great home court yeah. advantage. Oh, that's the record at home? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Keep, keep don't, going. Don't, don't, uh, don't interject facts into my analysis. Okay, uh, fine. I'll go with the home court advantage. I'm going to take the Milwaukee Bucks, who are 15 and 8 at home. Oh, wow. They are? Yeah. Oh. All right. That's that's Look very surprising. You. Look at you with Hold your on. research. Um, so that means they're 7 and 24 on the road. They're Oof. 7 and 24 on the road. They're not, it's, they have a tough time away from Looking the altitude of, of Milwaukee. All right, so you know the the four garbage teams are the only ones left, other than the Knicks. So I obviously have to take the Knicks. They they seem to think that they're going to make the playoffs or something, which is why they f- fired Fisher. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, I'll take the Knicks. Whatever. I'm going to go with the Lakers. I feel like they're going to try the hardest between them, the Suns, the Nets, and the Sixers. But like with their coach and their best player trying is actually a net negative. Like <laughs> it's true. It it's the losses. True. It's so. true. <laughs> it's true. Byron Scott's Look, really going to amp it up. Brooklyn more really long Phoenix twos, guys. Brooklyn, Philly, Phoenix, and the Lakers will combine for fewer wins than at least four teams. Yeah, from here on out, the Spurs. Like, there are crazy know. stats. The Spurs have more fifteen-point wins than almost every team in the NBA has wins. Yeah, yeah. Isn't their scoring differential still better? Than, you know, the, yes. The, the Spurs st- are averaging winning by thirteen point three points a game. Yeah, it's kind of insane. Which means, on average, they're uh, almost twenty-five points a game better than the Sixers. Yeah. Well, the Spurs are on pace to win seventy games. Which yeah. you but know, the Spurs are the... like I've never seen this. The Spurs are averaging 105 points a game, which this season is just fine. But in yeah. most seasons would be amazing. But they're allowing 91, and no one else in the East is allowing under 99. Yeah, no, they're a very good team. I'm in the um, I said I meant the West. In the, in the East, there's yeah, a couple I, teams. I know in the what you mean. Yeah. All right. So, All right, pick so, your so, team. so you, you took the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, which of these garbage teams do I want left? Uh, Brooklyn. Everybody's expecting they're gonna. And there's been talk about trading Brook Lopez every year. 
But I, I think, look, of the three rating teams, I'll take Brooklyn only because Brooklyn has no reason to give away assets because, sure. like, they don't have any draft picks. Sure. So they have no reason to get worse. So I'll take Brooklyn, and, and do you want Phoenix? Yeah, or, I want Philly uh, for sure. Phoenix doesn't even know where the court is at this point. Although Markeith Morris has played very well since they fired the coach that he was clearly trying to get fired since the GM yeah, traded his traded twin brother. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Oh yeah, you think he's trying just to get traded and after trade, even though mail it like, in they again? had to trade the brother because when they were together, they were like driving around town beating the shit out of people, <laughs> and they were doing it in their their own custom car. That's the only one like it in the state of Arizona. And they were so wearing their like, own jerseys. Which yeah, not so it was like there was no question. Of, I mean, like you know, Bomani Jones said this. Like when you guys commit crimes together, I'm sorry, but one of you is gonna have to go. Like yeah. you know, what if we got one. Uh, Morris brother and one Lopez brother on one team, but then we had like one Morris brother and one Lopez brother on another team, and then they sort of it was like still twin magic, but it, you know. But the thing is, the Morrises are much closer in talent than like and like Jason John Collins was somewhat similar. They were also very similar. Not like, in contract. Lo- I think Robin Williams of Robin Lopez, excuse me, of those four guys is the highest paid. He's just happened. No, to no, be Brooke, the Brooke. What? Oh no, Robin also has a big contract. No, but Brooke makes. Oh yeah, Brooke no, makes insane. Like, You're right, yeah. but Robin is saying, an in- the, insane. Brooke is Brooke, Brooke is dramatically better than Robin. Robin is like a passable center. Brooke is like you know a borderline all star. He's yeah. on a decent team. Cat, the Lopez brothers can't live together in New York, even though they because they're cats. Because yeah. cats uh, don't get along, so they have to like pay the, tens of. Thousands the Lopez's are great, by the way. Their mom obviously was hoping they would have daughters. Like Brooke and Robin, come on. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if, 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 if you heard the names Brooke and Robin, and you were told they were twins, and they were in Sports Illustrated, you would assume it was the swimsuit issue, and you'd get excited. Yeah. Listen, I, we live in a post-gender society, so I don't care what people's <laughs> names are. Ding. Anyway, I think, okay, so next week we're going to do the Oscars preview. We're going to watch, uh, I'm going to watch, I have watched every Oscars movie, and a lot of, even like the the minor nominees, and I'm going to have like a power rankings of the movies, or Ch- I don't depending on how much Chester watches, but we'll have something list Oscar-related, and I'll give you a lot of hot takes. I have a lot of notes already on all right, Oscar this is movies. what I'm going to do. I'm going to list the eight movies from 2015 that I haven't seen yet that I plan on seeing in the next week, if possible. Okay, you know, okay. I'm not going to get to more than two or three of these reels, okay. but I'll do my best. Fine. And then you and also the listeners chime in with any other movie that has to be on this list that isn't. And, okay. and I, I will add one other movie to this list. So here's right, but, my list yeah. in general order of what I want to see them. Number one, Spotlight. You keep going fast. Number two, The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Number three, Trumbo. Mm-hmm. Number four, Bridge of Spies. Number five, The Martian. Number six, Creed. Number seven, Steve Jobs. Number eight, Brooklyn. Yeah, definitely see The Martian. Okay, I will. And Spotlight. And Spotlight, obviously. Uh, that's number one, yeah. And Bridget Spy is nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, is there anything else that I absolutely Well, absolutely you, you refuse to, to see, see The Room? Are you refusing to see The Room? Honestly, it's so depressing. I want to see something it's, where some guys... I, you know, I read the out. book. It's, it's like a Hold kids on. movie. Do you, you watch Unbreakable Kim- Do you watch Unbreakable... Wait, really? <laughs> Isn't it about a woman getting raped and like Yeah, but you ro- see it from the kid's POV, so he doesn't even know what's going on. Anyway, I have to go, so stop asking like me about Unbreakable Do you like Kimmy Unbreakable Kimmy Schreiber? Schre- whatever. Okay, the point is, like, that's the no, rule. That's, like, that's the end of the podcast. When I say whatever, it's over. That's oh. the rule. Wait, wait so <laughs> what, what movie do I need to see? I'm not going to see The Room. Unless a bunch of listeners tell me I have to. Then see the, all the... I, I really like Brooklyn. See Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn's on my list. You okay. didn't list. The rules are a movie that's not on my list. Nine Nine Homes. That's not 2015, though, is it? That's it's, a documentary. Uh, about I, the no, crisis? it's not a documentary. IMDb says 2014, but it came out in September. I don't know why. Maybe it was like shown at a film festival in 2014, but I'm counting it 2015. Anyway, I gotta go. Uh, okay. Bye. Want to say whatever again? Whatever. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.